1: and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today.
2: Hey, today's the first day of an eight-week series called God Has an App for That. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but some $25 billion apps have been downloaded off the apple itunes store i'm still amazed that there's some 25 billion have been downloaded and some people here still don't know what an app is okay uh and i i I don't I, i don't mean to tease you but 25 billion is a lot and what it is you have these cell phones how many have a cell phone okay on a cell phone a smartphone you can go to the apple store and you download these little thing apps or applications or their programs and the, the number one selling app of the 25 billion is, is a thing called Angry Birds, okay? And it's a game, okay? But there's a lot of good stuff. There's, uh, there's an app that will show you where you parked your car so you'll never, you'll never get lost. There's an app uh, that will tell you uh, uh, about the weather and how it affects your hair, which I don't need to worry about that one. Um, so their are apps, their are entertainment, but there's also, you know, Facebook is the number two, uh, the, the number one, second leading app that's downloaded is Facebook on their phone. There's Google maps. There's, there's, there's 25 billion of them have been downloaded. And suddenly, for some reason, these apps are supposed to make our life easier. But for some some unknown reason, all of our knowledge and technological advances, it doesn't appear. It doesn't appear that it's making our lives that much happier or more fulfilled. In fact, we have more people on prescription medication, more people who are fighting depression. We have more people that are confused, that are addicted, that are lonely, that are broken, that are stressed out than ever before. And so what do we do? We turn to astrology, hoping that helps us. We turn to Dr. Phil, hoping he'll help us. We turn to our non-Christian friends, or we turn to one of the 25 billion different apps just looking for something that helps us, and one day it just dawned on me, hey, God has an app for that. God has all the solutions to the problems that we're suffering with. So the purpose of this series as we go through this, I want to help you discover uh, God's solutions, God's apps for the major issues of life. I also want you to discover inside the Bible that the Bible is full of practical advice and wisdom. And my real prayer is at the end of this series whoever, or, or whoever reads the book, God has an app for that, is that they'll have a longing to simply read the word of God on a constant basis. In fact, on page 203 of the book, God has an app, at the end of the book, there's actually a Bible reading guide. So I'm hoping people read the book and at the end, they get what is this? Oh, it's a Bible reading guide and I hope they actually use it uh, to actually get through the whole, the whole word of God. So our first lesson is God has an app to turn stress into joy. God has an app to turn stress into joy. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. How many of you in the last six months, we're going to narrow it down to six months. How many of you in the last six months, you've been through some situation that worried you, that you were stressed out, a trial, a tribulation, a frustration that was, you think, pretty severe in the last six months? Raise your hand really high. I want to see, I want to see. Well, as we dive into this, I want you to write this down. Trials are inevitable. James tells us that trials are inevitable. If you're here and you're alive and you're breathing, you're going to go through some tough times. James 1, the very, verse number 2, it doesn't say, consider it pure joy, my brothers, if you face trials. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, consider it pure joy Whenever. You face trials of many kind. Now, those of you that did not raise your hand, when I said how many of you have gone through a trial in the last six months or a difficult time, for those of you that did not raise your hand, you better prepare yourselves. Because James says that we're all the trials are inevitable. And they all they come in different uh, shapes and sizes. Some are little fender benders. Some are head-on collisions. Some people lose wallets. Some people lose their business. Some people lost their keys, someone lost a loved one. Someone suffers heartache, someone is suffering from a coronary disease. Some people uh, suffer from a long line at the ATM, that's how they suffer. Some people are at a long line waiting for an organ uh, transplant. Uh, In the book and in your notes, I'm going to give you four major causes. If you're here today and you're going through some tough times, usually they come from one of these four major causes. You see if you can relate to any of these. The first is what we call overbooked schedules. All right, we just get too busy. We're racing here, we're racing there. We got too many things on the, the, the calendar. We gotta get the kids to school. We got, first we gotta wake them up, amen. You gotta wake them up, get them to school, then we gotta to get to work, and then we're stressed out at work. If you ever are, are on the 405, it's a stressful thing. I mean, they should just call that stress highway, is what they should call that. Uh, then you gotta get home from work somehow, get your kids, you got to get them back from school, uh, you've got to have dinner prepared. Uh, you've got the chores. You've got a, uh, maybe another event at night. Uh, and, and it just never, it never, never ends. 2,000 years ago, there were some sisters by the name of Mary and Martha. This is in Luke chapter 10. And Martha had a long to-do list. It was about a mile long. Meanwhile, Mary is sitting. Jesus shows up. And Mary decides to just go sit down at the feet of Jesus. She is captivated by his teachings and she doesn't have a care in the world Martha she's running around she's preparing the bread she's pouring olive oil into the dish she is setting the table and she's looking over at her sister Mary and she's upset because she's thinking I've got all this work to do and you're just sitting over there listening to Jesus and the Bible says in Luke 10 verse 40 the Bible says that Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made and so finally, she's so upset, she comes to Jesus and she says, Lord, don't you care? Like, like the Lord should be caring about this situation. She goes, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all this work by myself? Would you please tell her to help me? I mean, she is stressed out. She is stressed out because her sister is just sitting there. And she she thinks that Jesus doesn't care. Uh, That's what she's doing. Uh, Jesus doesn't care about her problems. And so in verse 41, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are so worried and upset about so many things. And then Jesus says in verse 42, there's only one thing. In other, words, in other words, he's saying, take a chill pill, Martha. There's only one thing that is needed, and Mary's chosen that which is better, and it will not be taken away from her. I mean, I mean you, you, you want her to be as stressed out as you are? No, she's chosen what is better. And so that's, that's how we, a lot of us get in trouble. We just got too many things that we got to get done. Number two is unavoidable loss. Anytime you go through a time where you lose something of value, it's stressful. You lose your health, how stressful is that? You lose your job, it's stressful. You lose your reputation, it's very stressful. You lose a relationship. If you go, if you go through a divorce, a divorce can be one of the most uh, difficult times of stress for anyone. You lose a loved one. I had a wedding once for a dear friend of mine. His name was Tom Igley. His dad was supposed to be the best man in his wedding. Imagine having a wedding where your dad's the best man. Ten days before the wedding, the father committed suicide. And I'll never forget when Tom came into my office, tears streaming down his face, to tell me the news uh, that his dad had just committed uh, suicide. Imagine what that wedding uh, was going to be like. Did you know that every day, 150,000 people die around the world every single day? And no matter who you are, sooner or later, uh, that loss of a loved one is going to come to your family. You will, experience, uh, you will experience that type of loss. It's a very stressful time. Number three is lack of provision. Anytime you find yourself in a situation where financially you have to start Maybe start over or you're you're struggling, your house is foreclosed on, your investments go south, you're overworked and underpaid, you've got a, a huge stack of unpaid bills and creditors knocking at your door, you don't even have two nickels to rub together. One of the highest levels of stress is for a father when he loses his job and feeling like he can't provide for his family or for his children. One of the most stressful times for a woman is when there's a divorce and she's got a couple of children and now she's on her own and kind of has to take care and provide for herself and for her family. There's many different reasons for stress. Number four, difficult or a different degrees of oppression and ridicule. Anytime you decide that you're going to live for Jesus Christ, you will experience ridicule and oppression. If today no one's making fun of you because you're a Christian, it's because you're not living as a Christian should live. Because any person who stands for Jesus Christ in this culture is going to have some type of ridicule. That's why I don't believe in the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel that people preach. Because people think or assume once I become a Christian I'm not going to have any trials. And I believe just the opposite is true. The day you sign up to give your life to Jesus Christ, you will have more trials and more problems because the world, the world is going to set, make a stand against you. Perhaps you've experienced one of of these four, two of these four, or maybe all four. Maybe you feel like the psalmist who wrote these words in Psalm chapter 69. He wrote, save me, O God, from the floodwaters. They are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I am in deep water. In other words, I'm in deep trouble, and the floods overwhelm me. Well, I've got some good news. Everybody say good news. God has an app for that. I want you to take your Bibles and open them up. I want you to hold your Bible up like this. Just hold it up. I want you to point to it. I want you to turn to whoever you're sitting next to. Point to your Bible and just tell them God has an app for that. Just tell them that <laughs> God has an app for that. Now, number one, if you're taking notes, we're going to go through this text in James chapter one. In fact, this whole series is going. To, we're going to go through the book of James. Chap, uh, point number one: joyfully allow the process to run its course. Joyfully allow the process to run its course. God has a plan for your life. Life is full of challenges. Every person in this room, you're going to experience good times. You're going to go through life where you experience bad times. Every single person in this room, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to find yourself in a very good situation. And one day you'll wake up and you're going to find yourself in a very difficult situation. Because we all go through life, life is full of ups and downs. But as you go through this process, don't fight the, the process. We're always fighting the process because we don't want to experience anything that's uncomfortable for us. And what James tells us is that we should joyfully allow this process to, to carry itself out. Because God has a plan that he's working in our life. Look at verse 2. Consider it pure joy. Now, pure joy is not outward it 's not, it's not that outward thing that 's kind of built on false things. This is an inner joy that 's pure joy. It comes from that inner that inner peace, that inner place of contentment. When you just know, even though things on the outside might not look good, you know on the inside that god 's working. He says, consider it pure joy whenever, whenever you face trials of many kinds. why verse three? because you know that the testing of your faith develops you see god god is trying to develop something in you that's what's going on when you go through this don't 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 be upset consider it pure joy because the testing of your faith god wants to develop something in you what is he trying to develop according to verse three he wants to develop this thing called perseverance now perseverance the only way the only way you can ever learn perseverance the only way God can ever develop perseverance in your life is when you go through difficult times because when we go through good times we're all just getting spoiled right so but it's the difficult times God develops this perseverance the question is why does God want me to develop perseverance verse 4 He says perseverance must finish its work, its course, so that. Here's why you have to develop perseverance. So that you may be what? Mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, be honest. If I were just to stand up here and ask, how many of you would like to be in a position where you lack nothing? Raise your hand if that you'd like to, yeah, I want that. Well, the, you got to work your way backwards. you got to go backwards through this text. The only way you can get into a position of not lacking anything, you've got to become a very mature and complete person. The only way you can become a mature and complete person is to have perseverance. The only way you can develop perseverance is to go through trials and endure those trials. So it sounds like you need trials. It sounds like you need to go through stressful times in order for you to finally get to a place where you need absolutely nothing. Now, I want you to hear me me very clearly. Not all trials, not all trials mature us. Some trials, some trouble, instead of making us better, they make us bitter some trials make us better some trials make us bitter just like the sun you've heard that the same sun one sun the sun that melts butter hardens clay it's the same sun you take a stick of butter it melts the butter that same sun the very moment that butter is melting it's hardening clay what's the difference in our lives it's our attitude that's why he says consider it pure joy because in the midst of a trial it's how do you view this trial In the midst of the trial, yes, there's going to be some pain. Yes, there's going to be some long nights. Yes, you're going to go through some lonely times. Yes, you're going to have some tears. Yes, you're going to have some heartache. And you're going to have to mature. You're going to have to endure those trials. But deep down, the only way you get through that is you know that somehow God is developing perseverance. He's growing. He's stretching us. You've got to learn to see things as God sees them. In chapter one of the book, God has an app for that, I tell the story of I was, I was on an airplane flying from Indianapolis back here. To, I was coming home to LA and the plane was experiencing severe uh, 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 turbulence. Now I, I have been on many flights. I'm kind of used to uh, uh, turbulence. Many times the plane's rocking around and I see people scared and it doesn't bother me because I'm used to it. But on this particular flight, even I was a little nervous because it was really, really bad and uh the pilot his voice came over the intercom system he said i gotta tell you i I know you're not going to believe this but this we've tried every different altitude he says this is as good as it gets and then he said this i've got some bad news and some good news oh thanks i mean when you hear a pilot say i've got some bad news and some good news i mean you could have heard a pin drop on that plane he goes the bad news is this He said, we have a hundred more miles of this stuff. And you could hear a collective groan as we were shaking around that plane. And then he said, the good news is this, though. He goes, we're traveling so fast. You know, they travel like 500 miles an hour. He goes, you just don't realize it. Because you feel like you're just, you know, you're jumping up and down. But you don't realize how fast you're moving. He says, we're moving so fast, we'll be out of it in about 10 minutes. And when he said that, it was like, okay, we'll ride this thing out. <laughs> and what was the difference? The difference was we had the perspective of the pilot. And I want you to write this down. Man has a limited view of God's plan. God's got a plan. You and I just have a limited view of that plan. We can't see as good as he sees. And secondly, God's plan is perfect. God's plan is complete. So whenever you're you're going through that difficult situation and you find yourself stressed out and you're worried and you're frightened, you just have to trust, hey, God has a different viewpoint. God has a plan. You might not ever understand the plan, but God has a plan and you need to joyfully allow that process to run its course. Number two, prayerfully ask God, for wisdom and stability prayerfully ask God for wisdom and stability I wrote the first line of verse five it says if everybody say the word if if, if any of you lack wisdom I, I just want to ask how many of you would like to have wisdom you just you'd, you'd like to have wisdom all right uh, I, I, how many of you are raising children? I, I, I I've got some children. I, I would just like some wisdom on how to raise my children. Uh, I, hey, I'm trying to choose what college I'm supposed to go to. I, I need some wisdom. Hey, I, am wondering, I'm thinking about switching careers. Uh, I, I, I need some wisdom. Uh, I, I'm facing some difficult challenges or perhaps you're just struggling and you, you just need some wisdom. Well, I got some good news for you. If you need wisdom, everybody take your Bible. Take your Bible, point to it, and say these words God has an app for that. Say it. Yes. God has an app for that. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5 in your Bible. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, all you have to do is ask who? God. That's called prayer, okay? All you have to do is ask God. Who the Bible says gives generously to all without finding fault. What does that mean? I think it means sometimes when we go to God, we ask him for things. Sometimes God doesn't give them to us because he knows. He knows it really would not be in our best interest. Even though you beg and plead and you want it, there's sometimes God says, no, I'm not going to give it to you because you think that's good for you, but it's really not good for you, so I'm not going to give it to you. So what God does in our best interest, we can't figure it out. But when it comes to wisdom and asking God for wisdom, anyone who says, God, I need wisdom, he says, he's going to give that to you without finding, he's not going to find any reason in the world not to give you wisdom because he knows if you ever get this wisdom, that you're going to start making right, right decisions. And that's really what God wants. He wants you to make right decisions.
1: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. reach that address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store most of us have heard the phrase there's an app for that popularized by the creators of the iphone well god has an app for the common problems faced by christians everywhere are you stressed out god has an app for that problem with crude language or gossip, struggling with prejudice, brokenhearted, anxious, or depressed, God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number 888-818-4777. That number again is 888 818 you can also get God has an app for that on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God has an app for that, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.